This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski. Valentin got in some foul trouble last game, but his usage is way up. I think some positive regression compared to last game coming his way, and he is at 11.5 points for that prop. I'm going to go over 11.5. Valentine lets it fly, that's side three. Bam! That's a franchise record. 22 made threes for your Chicago Bulls, and the Bulls are up by 17. Breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet on the BetQL Audio Network. Got one of my lightning bets from that Bulls game last night. Oh, was that a missed opportunity? Threes were raining from everywhere on the court, and I sit here and I talk about it every single day when you're playing the Pelicans. You've got to look on the other side. They love to give up threes, and they were doing that uh, last night. More on that coming up. Welcome in to BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, my co-host today, is Ryan Horvath. Uh, Eli Herskovich, as always, the executive producer. Jay Kastan, also with Eli Board Opping in downtown Chicago. Dylan Burns is directing. Guests on the show, uh, Sony Banks will be here to break down the NHL. Our very own Ryan McDonough. On the NBA, and per usual, Eli will his college basketball plays for tonight. Uh, Eli, I mean, it happens every night, but it's so darn frustrating. Like, you watch that entire Georgia Tech Virginia game, and you think you're cool, you think you're good until the final moment when you aren't good. Yeah, wasn't fun. Uh, they hit, the, I think they had like four or five threes. Virginia's point guard Kia Clark did the same. When you don't hit threes against Virginia against that pack line, you're not gonna you're not gonna cover even with a uh, two possession right. spread, and you're not gonna win outright. Horvat, how'd you do last night, man? Uh, my lightning bets went one and one. You heard the highlight from Denzel Valentine, and so I, I was pleased with that. I missed on the Zion assist. Uh, wasn't t- too involved there. He just kept he, driving to the bucket and overpowering the Bulls in the Pels' loss. How'd you do? Yeah, you know, Zion watching that game last night does not look as explosive as he did before that injury. Uh, I actually, that was my only loss on the night. I did have the Pelicans look good for a while there, and then the Bulls took that game over, obviously, in the second half. Uh, Last night, I had the under in the Wisconsin-Nebraska game. That one did hit. I had Ole Miss over Missouri. I didn't even mess around. I just took it on the money line. That was an easy winner. And then I had uh, the under in the timberwolves Clippers game, and that one also hit. So a good night after my last appearance on the show, where I believe on my lightning bet, <laughs> I went one and three, and and I'm done with the blue bloods, man. No more Kentucky for me. Definitely no more Duke. I got home, and I think Duke was up nine or ten, and it was the first half. Took a shower, jumped out of the shower. They were down six, and uh, that was a rough day. So I'm done with the blue bloods. Did have a better night last night. Uh, looking to uh, have a bounce back performance here on the show. Yeah, you were here on Tuesday. You did go one and three. Don't yeah, worry, I didn't. I didn't even mention it on the air. However, 
I would. This could be something for people to consider. I understand getting very frustrated when you uh, get some losses here, but maybe not take too much away from that because you were hooked on a very high total. Like, wasn't it 229 and a half or 230 or something like that? You got hooked on that. And then the Kentucky loss, you laid one point and they lost by one. Mm -hmm. So you could have very easily one or two bounces. You could have gone three and one. Yeah, I had the under in the Celtics game. And I was on pace to hit that going up until, I want to say leading up to about three minutes in the third quarter. I had like a 75% shot at winning that. That's been the tough part about betting NBA this year is um, now I'd love to sit back and play overs every night. It's exciting. I like rooting for points. But I have this fascination right now with unders, and unders are just not the play in in the NBA right now. They're just not. So uh, tonight I'm going back to sides. And I like a couple props. I'm staying away from the totals, though. Uh, we talked. It wasn't a lighting bet, but we talked about it during the NBA card, uh, the Cleveland Denver over, and that was uh, pretty comfortable uh, with a few minutes left in that one. This is BetQL Daily again. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat here. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. We are here live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time on 1430 in Denver. And also on the radio.com app, 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles, as uh, we'll be adding more and more stations down the road here. You can watch us live, radio.com slash betql daily. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, radio.com. Tell your DGen friend to do the same at betql daily. Uh, I don't like to do a lot of recap, Horvat, on the show because we appreciate our live listeners, but the majority of our listeners are via the podcast later on, whenever they have free time throughout the day, usually before the games kick off. However, I think there were some notable things that happened in the association last night, not just those couple games that that we addressed. Uh, I want to go back to that Bulls game. And I said, I was kicking myself because I didn't take Bulls players on threes over, which I usually do when you're going against the Pelicans. I, I even mentioned on the show, Zach Levine, four and a half. Oh, I'd love to take Zach Levine, but four and a half is high. He hit the over four and a half in the first quarter last night. I know. He, he went for 46. Um, he was nine for 14 on threes. Kobe White hit eight threes. That was the first time two teammates hit at least eight threes in a game. Uh, so the Bulls take care of the Pelicans. Mavs Hawks lived up to the little hype. If uh, people were excited, I was excited about it to see Luca against Trey Young. Uh, Luca had a triple double and Trey Young 25, 15, and seven. The Nets take care of the Pacers, so they end their losing uh, streak. We'll see if it will continue into some victories here. But I, I was glad I backed off hard and finally. It felt like the right time in the morning. The number was 11 and a half assists. He had only five. Uh, it took overtime for the Lakers to beat the Thunder, even without SGA in the Thunder lineup. And your Bucks lost by one to the Suns. Greek Freak did all he could, but it wasn't enough as uh, Phoenix came back. Yeah, so I watched the end of that game this morning uh, as I was getting ready to make yeah. the journey to the studio. And I'll tell you this, the thing that concerns me right now about the Bucks uh, is exactly what you saw last night, where Devin Booker, he finishes with 30 for the Suns. Chris Paul has 28. And in the fourth quarter, those guys combined for 16 points. In the fourth quarter for the Bucks, who's going to be able to close out games? Who's going to be able to create their own shot? We obviously, 
Everybody loves Giannis. He's the back-to-back MVP of the league. Goes for over 40 last night. Chris Middleton's putting together another all-star season. Uh, He's looking to facilitate a little bit more. And then I like Drew Holiday, obviously. Um, But his game isn't really, obviously, closing games out in the fourth quarter. He's obviously a you know, terrific perimeter defender, but he's out right now due to the uh, COVID protocols. So last night, you see it with the Suns. They got two, three guys that could close out games in the fourth quarter that could get buckets. Whereas mm-hmm. with the Bucks, if Giannis is struggling or teams build that wall like Miami did in the playoffs last year in the bubble, they force them to shoot jumpers. That's when they struggle to get those buckets in the fourth quarter. Now they could score. Uh, a lot of points the Bucks can. They could hit their threes, but they also give up a lot of threes. They give up a lot of open looks, and that's Mike Budenholzer's style of defense. He takes away the rim. He allows you to shoot open jumpers, and that's what happened last night with Phoenix. So that's the one thing that concerns me about the Bucks right now is the last two years they've had the best record in the NBA in the regular season, mm-hmm. but it's been because of their defense. They're struggling defensively. They're still scoring a lot, but they're struggling to get stops, especially in the fourth quarter right now. Uh, In about 10 minutes, we're going to go over all the awards. There are some intriguing conversations, and there are also some awards right now, even though we're, what, a quarter of the way into the season, and maybe you'll disagree with me, Horvat. I think uh, we're already at a point where you shouldn't waste your money. Like Some of these awards are already done. It's wild. Maybe I'm overreacting. We could see injuries down the road, but I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. We'll get to that in about 10 minutes. Uh, Tom Brady, hammered, loved Every second of it. I know there are so many people in this country right now that love to live in misery and they get offended by everything. It's cancel Tom Brady because he his politics don't align with my politics. It was hilarious. It for me, it brought me back to some moments where I felt that way outside. Weather's warm in shorts. No cares in the world, probably on vacation. And, you know, we're here in the Midwest. Uh, you live up in the Milwaukee area. I'm in the Chicago area. So all we see is feet and feet of snow outside of our windows. And, you know, it may be that way for months and months to come. I was so jealous. The Lombardi toss was spectacular. Were people upset that the sacred Lombardi trophy was tossed up in Wisconsin yesterday? I could only imagine. Like, thank, <laughs> thank God I'm off this morning because I could only imagine. Already everybody hates Tom Brady in Wisconsin because of the NFC Championship game because uh, he's now appeared in 10 Super Bowls. He has seven Super Bowl rings. Now, that was yeah. my only – so I loved everything. I'm a big Tom Brady guy. I feel like, Joe, if, if you're a football fan, how are you not a Tom Brady guy? And it brought me back you as well. It reminded yeah. me of my college days, getting bounced out of one bar putting on a buddy's sweatshirt to try to get back in the bar because your friends are still there. And then you're taking the walk of shame. They're walking you out. Now, the one complaint I have, it's so hard to win those Super Bowls. And Brady has seven of them, so he's just tossing the Lombardi boat to boat. But uh, Nobody was nobody was dropping that. There were like 20 people there. That was well, not hey, slipping through all those hands. Don't say nobody was dropping that. Didn't you see Scotty Miller dropped? Yeah, uh, was it Chris Godwin's right. phone in the water? Of course, now Scotty Miller's a phone. Now he's dropping stuff. Small, small phone, small phone. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, do you do you find yourself liking Brady a lot more since he went to Tampa? Because I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do because I like anybody with a chip on their shoulder. That's why I'm a big Aaron Rodgers guy because, you know, Rodgers has been sticking it to everybody really since he got drafted. I mean, even in college, he had one D1 offer from Illinois – uh, as a walk-on, preferred walk-on, which he didn't accept. So since then, he's been sticking it to everybody. Whereas Tom Brady in New England, 
he's always been labeled a game manager, which I've always hated that title and I continue to hate it. No game manager in NFL history could lead a team back from a 28 to three deficit at halftime in a Super Bowl. And Tom Brady did that. Look at some of the seasons he put together statistically. The season where the Patriots go 16-0. and Him and Randy Moss break like every record. Wes Welker had over 100 grabs. But, you know, him doing it without Belichick and proving that he could do it on his own. And plus he just, don't you feel like he's a little bit more loose since he's went to Tampa Bay? Like what that's you what saw That's Brady, why I like him more. That's, that's why I like him more. Stay. And now he's not, he's not tied to Belichick. He recruited all the guys that he wanted to come play for the Bucs. I love I love every bit of it, and now that it actually happened going in, I was thinking, okay, I would like the Chiefs to win because we have the best quarterback in the world, one of the best play callers. Maybe that's suspect now. We're going back to where Andy Reid as a game manager is in question. But that's my whole point. Like, yes, I I I root for Tom Brady now, and it was tough to do that when he was with the Patriots. Well, exactly, and now I'm going to root for him even more because the only knock I have on the guy is the TB12 method because, Joe, I mean, by 9 a.m., I'm already on my seventh cup of coffee. This guy doesn't drink caffeine. He doesn't eat real ice cream. He eats the avocado ice cream. Yeah. doesn't put carbs in his body. But that's He's what I love. Four naps. But that's what I loved yesterday, Horvat, right. because he was living his life and he gave zero bleeps, yeah. and he didn't care what he was putting into his body. It, it was a lot of alcohol, and he didn't care. And we hear so much about the TB12 lifestyle. You're right. And I ex- I respect him for that. I would never do it. That's quite yeah. obvious. I, I, I do not have that sort of discipline, but it shows you how dedicated he is to his craft as well. Absolutely. Like yesterday, what that reminded me of is obviously this guy's on this crazy diet where all he's drinking is water, maybe a little tea here and there. And then that vitamin water that they sell his product, the TB12 water. And yesterday he probably has two, three drinks and he could barely stand. And it reminds me kind of of like, you know, if you have a couple beers at your house, you'll have, you know, a couple light beers. And then every once in a while, you'll see some buddies or you'll see some family members and you'll try to have a couple of those IPAs and you have four of them and you go to stand up and you're like, wow, I can't even walk right now. And uh-huh. I feel like that's what happened to Brady. He got off that boat thinking I'm fine. I'm good. He's in the sun. And then he's like, whoo, hit him all of a sudden. And they had to uh, walk him wherever they had to walk him. I don't remember last time I was that drunk. Me either. I mean, yeah, once you become a father, for most people, it's you don't get those opportunities. That's why we get excited about parties and weddings and stuff like that, because it's uh, an opportunity to let loose and there are no excuses for the most part. Right. I don't remember. I'm jealous. I want to be that drunk outside in the heat. Right. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, how about this story? I thought this is hilarious. Clyde Christensen is the Bucks quarterbacks coach. I don't even know what that means. I know every team has a quarterback's coach, but what do you do if you're the quarterback's coach of Tom Brady? Like, uh, all right, Tom, what do you want to do? Like, he was running the offense. Here's Clyde Christensen on the Pat McAfee show. I'll give you one funny story from our last quarterback meeting before the Super Bowl. We walk in and Brady goes, hey, I got an idea. There's a half yard over under for me rushing for a half a yard in the Super Bowl. Here's what I'm saying. We all put in a million dollars for and the first time they're in two, three techniques, I'm going to gain six, and we're going to sit on that thing and protect it the rest of the way, and we're going to fund our offseason. <laughs> you know what? That was my favorite prop bet, and it was the only prop bet that I didn't hit, and they had an opportunity. Uh, was it second and goal, third and goal? I'd have to go back and look, and I said, here it is. Brady's going to sneak it. Didn't do it. I, I Honestly, I wish that's what they should have done. Oh, man, that was the I only that- prop bet. I love that he was aware of this prop bet. 
I love it. And yes, guys, I know, and many of uh, the BetQL Daily listeners are saying this right now. Joe, you can't bet a million. I know. Tom doesn't know that, though. Right. When, when he sees that prop bet out there, it's like, half a yard? He was, like, offended. He's like, what do you mean half a yard? Like, I'm not going to rush for one yard in this game. Right. I think we're going to be losing that. I'm going to be taking knees at the end of the contest. That ain't happening. We're winning this Super Bowl. We're going to do so handily. 